0: Hi, this is Larry Fezzenden. And this is Glenn McQuaid. And you're listening to Tales from Beyond the Pale. The podcast. Greetings, audiophiles. I'm glad you've decided to join me on this little journey. I hope you'll take a deep breath now. A deep breath. And just relax and listen with me. Because wherever you think you are, maybe settled in your favorite chair, maybe you're at the library, or on a plane, or knitting a scarf, or perhaps you're pottering around the garden, or taking a pleasant stroll late at night, wherever you thought you were, think again, listener, for you have crossed over. You are no longer where you thought you were. You are now... Beyond the Pale. Greetings, listener, and welcome to another episode of Tales from Beyond the Pale. Today's tale comes from controversial British filmmaker Simon Rumley. Some of you may know Simon from his gut wrenching films, The Living and the Dead and the more recent, red, white, and blue. If Mr. Rumley is new to you, then be warned, listener. Simon's work is firmly rooted in the more disturbing and thought-provoking side of storytelling. Simon's tale arrived to me this morning, hidden inside an adorable little teddy bear. Best not to let customs know about this one, eh, listener? I'm afraid... I'm going to have to perform a little dissection of Teddy in order to retrieve the cassette tape. Just a moment. There, yes. Oh, good, yes. An excellent extraction. Poor Teddy. So, continue what you're doing, listener, and let us take you past the border of the acceptable and beyond the pale. With Simon Rumley's British and proud. Stop! 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 Stop!
1: Please.
2: Oh, fuck. Fuck. Fuck.
1: Who are you? What do you want? Don't be
2: scared. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to save you. Save me from what?
1: Save me from what?
3: Seb? Ah, oh, you're not even up yet. Mum's been up since six. She's flipping out. Just come and have breakfast and then you can get ready. Mm. Are you alright?
1: Yeah, didn't sleep very well. I had that dream again. Nightmare. Yeah, but it was weird. I fell over and she caught up with me and spoke to me. And after she spoke to me, it didn't seem like it was a nightmare at all. Why? What did she say? I, I, I don't know. All I can remember is that she was called Adana. Adana? Uh, she's black. African, I guess. Uh, her body was black, but her face was so... I don't know. It's like someone slashed it apart with a knife so that it was made up of scars, and the scars were all pink from the flesh wounds.
3: kind of sounds gross. Oh, come on, put your dressing gown on. I'll tell Mummy you'd be down in a minute. You're holding up? <laughs> Just about. Nervous?
1: Yeah, but looking forward to getting it over and done with and onto the honeymoon.
3: It's going to be amazing. For sure. Shit, there she is. Okay, here we go. you all
0: set. All set, little brother. With this ring, I thee wed.
1: With this ring, I thee wed.
0: With my body, I thee worship.
1: With my body, I thee worship.
0: And with all my worldly goods, I thee endow
1: and with all my worldly goods I be endow.
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.
0: I hereby pronounce you man and wife.
4: And you may now kiss your bride. This is a disaster, man. I've scanned the whole congregation and the only single woman is that fucking granny. I was really looking forward to this. Everyone says Asian's the new black, but give me a blackie any day. I hate girls with slight frames. Where are all the little chickies? I thought Zaka would at least have a few single friends. It's
3: Zalika. If you notice, she actually doesn't have any friends at all. Actually, hang on. She's the only blackie here at all. Where's her family? Exactly. Is she like an orphan or something? No, Seb and her are flying out tomorrow to Sudan to meet them. She comes from some village in the middle of nowhere apparently. I thought they all got destroyed in the genocide. Well, obviously not. But she's been in London for like a couple of years. She must have a few single friends. I know, it's weird, isn't it? Oh, hi, Zalika.
2: Hello, Charlie.
3: Have you met my cousin, Triss?
2: No, I don't think so. Nice to meet you. You too.
3: Congratulations. Thank you. Tris was hoping to meet some of your single friends. If they were half as beautiful as you, I'd be very happy.
2: (laughs) Oh, thank you. Englishmen are so charming.
3: Not all of us, I assure you. Is Adana a popular name where you come from? Adana? Adana.
2: I don't know anyone called Adana.
3: That's not what I asked.
2: I was looking for my husband. We're about to take some photographs. Excuse me, please.
3: That freaked her out. Who's Adana? I don't know, Seb keeps having this weird nightmare set in the African outback about being chased by this disfigured woman called Adana. Crazy.
1: Oh, finally.
2: What a beautiful room.
1: Fit for a queen.
2: And her king. Hmm,
1: exactly. So, did you enjoy today?
2: It was the most beautiful day of my life.
1: Everyone says that when you get married, the sex isn't so good, but I'm not sure I believe that. What do you think, Mrs. Brown?
2: <laughs> Mrs. Brown, that's funny.
1: Not that funny.
2: Not funny at all. Mm. 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 Hang on. Well, what's wrong? Nothing's wrong. There's just something I need to tell you. What? I hope you won't be annoyed with me.
1: What is it? Selika. I'm
2: pregnant.
1: Are you serious?
2: You're not angry, are you?
1: No! uh, That's... Wow! How long have you known?
2: Just over a month. Why didn't you tell me before? My family so wanted to come today, but you know they couldn't afford it. And when I found out, I wanted to let them know first. Kind of our gift to them.
1: That's fantastic news! (sighs) Well, thanks for everything, Charlie. You did a great job.
3: I just hope you can return the favour one day. Just say the word. I hope your parents approve of their son-in-law.
2: They will. I can't wait to show him off.
3: Well, Mum asked if there was a contact number she can get hold of you in emergencies. You know what she's like.
2: I'm sorry, my village doesn't have telephones.
3: Or an email address or something.
2: You don't understand how primitive my village is. No email, no phones, no TV, no electricity. Running water and that's about it.
3: Okay, well, how do we get in touch with you? You don't, Charlie. Don't worry about it, I'll call when I'm there. But she just said there's no phones. I've got my mobile. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like it's gonna work.
1: It works all around the world, don't worry about it. And if it doesn't, I'll just find
3: somewhere it does. Well, what's the name of the village, at least?
2: We should check in.
3: What's the name of your village? Sebastian? Charlie, leave it. If you tell me the name of her village... I've no idea. Please, can we check in, Sebastian? We've got to go, little brother. Hang on, this is crazy. I mean, she doesn't have any friends. You've never met her family. She lives somewhere we can't contact. She, she won't even tell me the name of her village. I mean, this is just like, don't go down to the basement, buddy. Charlie, this is my wife you're talking about. I understand your concern, but don't make me pissed off, okay? Please. And she knows who Adana is. You should have seen her face when I mentioned Adana's name. Look, look, look Look at her now.
2: Can we check in now, please? I'm starting to get nervous.
3: You know
1: someone called Adana?
2: It's a very common name where I come from, but no, I don't know what you're talking about.
3: She's lying.
1: Charlie! She's fucking lying! <clears throat> I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that.
3: I'll tell Mum you'll be in touch when you arrive Oh,
1: well, Charlie, Charlie!
2: Hello, Sebastian. Adana. How was your
1: wedding? It was amazing, thank you.
2: I'm glad to see you stopped running from me. It means you're starting to trust me.
1: But I don't even know who you are.
2: I'm Zalika's older sister.
1: When Charlie mentioned your name, she didn't acknowledge you. She wouldn't. Why not?
2: Because she thinks I'm evil. But in fact, it's her and the rest of my family that is evil.
4: Zalika's not evil. I
2: want to introduce you to my husband, Hugo. You'll probably believe him more than you will me.
4: Hello, Sebastian.
2: You should be quick. I don't know how much time we have.
4: Do not leave the airport. If you leave the airport, that's it. You're fucked. Why would you say that? Call your mother call your brother. Doesn't matter. Pretend to call them if you can't get through. Tell Zalika your father's been taken ill and you have to return to London immediately. Why? Zalika and her family, her father especially, they are all mad. I've known her for over a year. She's not mad. Trust me, she is. Why would I trust you? Look at me, Sebastian. Do you think I was fucking born like this? Quick, we're losing him. You have to trust me on this. You don't want to end up like me. But when I, turn, you have
5: a but it's I love you. I hope I at this time, I asked that Zalika. Zalika, Can you see him?
2: Not yet.
5: Zalika? Zalika!
2: Daddy! My baby! <laughs> oh, I've missed
5: you. Oh, don't cry. I've missed you too, baby.
2: Daddy, I'd like you to meet my wonderful husband, Sebastian Brown.
5: Hello, sir. A true British gentleman. I love it. <laughs> I was over at the moon when my daughter told me she was marrying such an educated and proper man as yourself. <laughs> My only regret was that I was not there to see it. A big regret for all of us. Ah, polite and charming too. (laughs) What a catch, what a catch. (laughs) You have done well, my daughter. Thank you. Are these policemen with you too? Oh, Babatunde, Ewo Twin and Ah. Even now, Sudan is a very dangerous place. Especially on the road to and from the airport. Better to be safe than sorry. They will come bring us back home and then everyone will be safe. Come, I can't wait to introduce my son-in-law to the rest of my family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, do you mind if I make a quick phone call to my mom
1: just to let her know we arrived safely? Uh, we can do that at home.
2: Daddy, it's okay.
1: Are you sure?
2: Yes, I'm sure.
1: I'll just go over here where it's quieter. Babatune, go with him.
5: You did well. You have done very well. <laughs> I'm proud of you.
2: Where's Adana though? She's been contacting him through his dreams. A
5: crazy child! How much does he know?
2: Not much, I don't think.
5: Well, he's here. That's the main thing. It'll be hard for him to leave now. Hello. You have reached the Browns. We're not in now, but please leave a message and we'll call you back straight away.
1: Hi mum, hi dad, it's me. Uh, Just wanted to let you know I landed okay and I've just met Zalika's dad, who seems a pretty decent chap. Um, can you also tell Charlie I'm sorry about the airport? And I love him and there's really nothing to worry about. Love you too and we'll speak soon.
4: SEBASTIAN!
2: SEBASTIAN!
1: Oh my
5: god!
4: Audrey! Audrey! Audrey. Sebastian, don't go! This
5: is your last chance! Come, Sebastian. Uh, Who is that? That is my eldest daughter, but she's sadly gone crazy. Uh, I'll explain in the car. (laughs) Hey, Baba, turn the water will take care of them. Hang on, wait here.
2: Sebastian, wait!
5: You must control your husband. <coughs> hey, baby! Open the doors, quickly! <coughs>
1: Stop! Stop! Stop!
2: Sebastian, you mustn't run off like that. This is still a dangerous country.
1: What's going on? I saw them in my dreams and now I'm seeing them in real life. They told me I was in danger, am I?
2: You're not in danger, baby. I'll look after you. Please,
5: Sebastian. Come now. We go to the car and I explain everything there. This is a source of much embarrassment to me. It is a very sad story, Sebastian. Adana is my eldest daughter. And we were all very excited for her when she married Hugo. Another fine British gentleman. But he wasn't like you, Sebastian. He liked alcohol. Well, he loved alcohol. He was an alcoholic. They two came back to live in my village. And it was a happy relationship, especially once Adana became pregnant. But she misconceived. And ever since then, Hugo could no longer control his drinking. But, Over time, Adana became pregnant again, and once again, we were all very excited. Apart from Hugo, who for some reason started drinking more and more and more. I should have stopped him, it's my fault as much as anyone's, but I never did. And one morning, Adana went into contractions, and Hugo decided to drive Adana to the hospital. This would have been fine, but he was as drunk as drunk can be. And instead of driving her to the hospital, he drove her into a tree at 100 miles an hour. She lost her baby, of course, and her face went straight to the windscreen. That's terrible. Terrible is exactly what it is. But what happened to Hugo? Why doesn't he have any arms or legs? Sadly, the crash was such, and in the middle of nowhere, that by the time the rescue team got there, they had to amputate his legs to save the rest of his body. It was torture and go as to whether he was going to survive, but survive he did. And what about his arms? I do not like to talk about this.
2: It's okay, Daddy.
5: I think it's best to say that uh, Adana had what you call a nervous breakdown. After losing her second child and losing her looks, she blamed Hugo, of course. Quite rightly. And, well, she chopped off Hugo's arms one day just like that. No warning whatsoever. Are you serious? I, I, I'm afraid so. I, I, I'm sorry. As I said, it embarrasses me to think that one of my children could be so cruel. But. I think they have reconciled their differences, now. although they both hate me for letting it happen in the first place. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you, Sebastian. Your understanding means a lot to me, but now let us talk about happier things. Let us talk about Great Britain. Who do you think is the greatest ever British person to have lived? I have my theories, but I would love to hear yours. Wow,
1: that's a pretty big question. Um... Well, I guess you have Churchill, maybe, Uh, Richard the Lionheart, Isambard K. Brunel, John Lennon, maybe. Uh, There's William Shakespeare. (laughs) I I don't know. It's a fascinating question.
5: I I could go on and on. (laughs) Good answers. Very good answers. Uh, You know, Sebastian, I love Britain. I was there briefly in the 70s, and my only regret was not being able to stay for your Queen's Jubilee, Queen Elizabeth. What an amazing woman! She certainly is. Oh. The home of Marmite and Overtine, HB sauce and Leigh and Perrins, <laughs> Capri's chocolates and polo mints, German Scones, James Bond and Aston Martin, Miss Manny Pane. Oh what a little minx. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Manchester United, Liverpool Football Club, and Kevin Keegan, Red Rum, Water Horse, Loud Cricket Girl, Brands Hatch, Wembley Stadium, the National Gallery and the V&A Museum. The Royal Abbey Hall, ah, Monty Python and the Goodies! <laughs> such happy memories, Sebastian! Such happy memories! <laughs> ah. You know what? My only regret in life is that I spent too little time in your great country. But it makes me very happy to think that my beautiful baby, Zalika, has married such a great British man and then someday I will have grandchildren who will be bitters
1: my bath. Well, I look forward to that day too, and I know Zalika does.
5: Oh, what a happy day that will be. <laughs> Don't you, Zalika? Happy day indeed. <laughs> Aren't you going to tell him? It's terrible. There's something wrong. Come, upset. I'm fine. What are you two lovers whispering there in the back? <laughs> see, Sebastian, I have many daughters and no sons. <laughs> that is why Babatunde, Owoti, and Owonyo enjoy working for me so much. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> uh? <laughs> my daughters, I would like to introduce you to my son-in-law and your brother-in-law, Sebastian Brown. <laughs> and, of course, a warm welcome back home to your beautiful sisters. <laughs> Three shares. Hooray! what a great welcome you rest now for tonight we celebrate wow
1: it really is (laughs) it really is a hut hey what's wrong you've been weird since we arrived at the airport
2: you know me well
1: that's what's supposed to happen when you marry someone
2: Would you die for me, Sebastian?
1: If I had to, yes.
2: Hold me in your arms.
1: Mm. Uh, Hello, Hugo. I guess I must have fallen asleep again. Yes, you have. It wasn't my imagination, was it? I did see you at the airport. It wasn't your
4: imagination. We were trying to intercept you. Harold told me what happened to you. Very sorry to hear that. Well, that I was an alcoholic and drove into a tree? Tosh! Harold cut off my arms and legs with a blunt machete. Are you serious? He's a maniac of the highest order. He's completely barking! Why didn't you tell me this before? Adana's been trying to reach you for months now. But it's only as you've got closer to the village and closer to Zalika that she's been able to get through. Where is Adana? She'll be here in a minute, hopefully with some good news. Why would Harold want to chop off your arms and legs? He's a Britophile. He went to London for a few days when he was younger, and it was the most exciting thing that's ever happened to him. Ever since, he's wanted to be British. Obviously, that's not going to happen, and he can't afford to send all his 30-odd daughters there to get married and get British passports. However, he can send one of his daughters over there to snare some poor unsuspecting fool, get him to come back and try to get him to inseminate the rest of his daughters so that at least all his grandchildren will be British. You're kidding me, right? My limbs are not something I kid about, Sebastian. Once i have been amputated and I couldn't go anywhere tried to get all his daughters to have sex with me, but what he didn't count on was my lack of performing ability, shall we say. I suppose an erection is the last thing on your mind when you've just lost your arms and legs. You could put it like that. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ is right. After that, he slashed Adana up with a knife to punish her for trying to save me. But hang on. Zelika's.
1: Adana's sister, so she must know exactly what's going on.
4: I'm sorry. Look, here's Adana with Zalika. This is good news. Hello, Sebastian.
2: Hello,
4: Adana. Hello, Zalika.
2: I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You're sorry? You're fucking sorry? What?
1: You're sorry that your maniac of a father wants to cut my arms and legs off, then wants all your sisters to rape me while I'm bleeding to death? Or well, you're just sorry that I brought you into my family and trusted you with my life. Which are you sorry about exactly, Zalika?
2: Everything.
1: Oh, well that's okay then.
2: This is not the time to argue. Time is absolutely of the essence right now. You must understand our father is a very strong old man and it's very hard to say no to him. But Sebastian, I have spoken to Zalika and I am convinced of her love for you. If you live together right now, you may escape. But we're in the middle of nowhere. If you people. don't live now, you'll never leave.
3: Oh, God.
1: You're awake. You were there, in the dream.
2: You're my husband, Sebastian. As soon as we landed at the airport, I knew I'd made a mistake. I shouldn't have brought you here, but you have to trust me now. You're the father of my child, and I want us to grow all together. I know I don't deserve your trust, but will you trust me, please? Do you have your passport and your wallet?
1: They're in my jacket.
2: We will sneak to the car and escape in that. The keys are always there, so we just have to be careful. No one sees us.
1: Get down! Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck! Are you okay?
2: I'm
5: fine. You steal my property and abuse my trust? She's pregnant. Don't hurt her, please. He unconscious, yes sir, good, (laughs) glad to see I have not lost my touch, eh? (laughs) take him away, tie him up and let's get on with this
2: No daddy no please daddy no Is it
5: true you are pregnant with a child?
2: Please don't hurt him
5: Answer Miguel Yes
2: father.
5: This should be the happiest moment of my life, but no daughter disrespects me like you have Who was it who punished (laughs) Adara? Both of us, sir. Take Zalika. She is yours to do as you see fit. No, Daddy, no, please. You'll bring her back when you're done. I have no interest in sparing her life. thank you very much, sir. ah, My daughters ah, must learn not to ah, abuse me. ah, 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 ah. He is not going to struggle? No, sir. He is tied down tightly. Good. And he is anesthetized? I cannot bear to hear the screams like last time. So undignified. That won't be happening again, sir. Good, good. And and you have sharpened the axe this time? Yes, sir. Ah, very good. (laughs) Very good. And the iron poker is hot enough to cauterize the wound? Yes, sir. Very good. (laughs) Ah, then, ah, please, begin. Thank you, sir. Ah, three swings. (laughs) Excellent, my friend. (laughs)
0: <laughs> ah.
5: <laughs> that was <must> hot. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Ah, onto the arms. One time only, right? Let us see. <laughs> very good, very good. Thank you, sir. Let's go and get a drink. I'm sure we will hear when he wakes up. I'm going to give you this piece. Oh, oh. They will help, huh? Eh? Uh, hold your head still. You that is right. Ah, and close your oh. mouth. That's right. Shh. Mm, mm, shh. That's right. Mm. Shh. Don't struggle. Just swallow. That's right. <laughs> Third eldest daughter, are you sure you are ready?
2: I am ready, father. And I just want to thank you for your chance to bear grandchildren for you. And I promise I will never betray you like a gay
5: Zanika. I know you won't, my beautiful girl. All that is in the past now. You see, he is still asleep. It may be easier this way to begin with. But there's blood everywhere. Blood is our lifeline. Without the splash of blood, we do not exist.
2: One more question. Yes, my dear. How will he be aroused if he is asleep?
5: (laughs) After he fell asleep with the sleeping pills, I administered him ten tablets of Viagra (laughs) from Mr Wu, our friendly Chinese doctor. That should keep him uh, active. (laughs) For the next week at least. (laughs) Even if he is unconscious. (laughs) Go on. Try. Touch him. Okay. Oh,
2: gosh. I see what you mean. He is growing quickly.
5: In fact, I think he is ready. Ah, well. I will give you your privacy, my darling, to enjoy yourself. Thank you once again, Father. No! Thank you, my darling. (laughs) I am so excited that finally all my grandchildren will be British and proud! (laughs) Hey!
2: 啊 uh. 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 uh.
0: folks. Honeymoons really do cost an arm and a leg these days, don't they? British and proud. I think you'll agree, a charming, heartwarming family affair. Until next time, this is Pheasanton, signing off. You have just listened to British and Proud,
3: a Rumley Vision Fidelity Films production for Class Eye Picks. Written and directed by Simon Rumley. Produced by Bob Portal. Featuring the voice talents of Garrett Bennett-Ryan, Jenny Wamba, Zach Momin, Tyne Alas, Jonathan Hansler, Mark Joseph, Lucian Morgan, Ozzy Ahil, and Jackie Shaw. Sound recording and editing, Stephen Goldsmith. Sound mixer, Vincent Watts. British and Proud was produced for Tales from Beyond the Pale by Larry Fessenden, Glenn McQuaid, and Lisa Wisely. Additional record and mix at Digit Audio. Sound Supervisor Tom Effinger. Re recording mixer Jeff Seely, Digit in house producer Alicia Loving. Audio post facility Digit Audio Inc. Copyright Glass Eyed Picks 2010.
0: Travel with us six feet. Hello, in Glenn McQuaid's Interior Coffin Night, only on Tales from Beyond the Pale, the podcast.